Have you been scouring the waiver wire hoping to find that hidden gem only to be disappointed by the slim pickings? Well, don't worry. We've got you covered. Join us as Matt and I guide you through the players to add, even when it seems like there's nobody left. Get ready for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Fantasy Baseball Fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my better half, Matthew Anne. Yeah, it was good, man. I'm ready for a good one today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it. If you could do that for us, it helps a long way to help the podcast grow and our outreach as well. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Before we jump in today's episode, we want to thank you for your support. And we're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we couldn't have done it without each and every one of you. If you enjoy our show and want to help us out, please share our podcast with a few friends who also love fantasy baseball or just baseball in general. We'd truly, truly be grateful for your support in this journey to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. But on today's episode, as we mentioned at the top, we got a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon as we provide you with must-add waiver wire players heading into week eight. And Matt, we have a bunch of good ones on board for today, but I know one of your boys there is at the top and you're excited to talk about it. So take it away, brother. Yeah, I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> um, he's about to be back, ladies and gentlemen. That's Mr. Royce Lewis. And I know, I know. Listen, guys, I know I get excited about prospects, but this one is a different animal, different breed, right? We've kind of already saw what Royce Lewis can do when he gets called up. That little short stint he had before Carlos Correa got healthy from his flanges issues, which that guy has a whole nother hospital wing due to him, right? So it seems like what they did this year was by trading a couple of players, making room for Royce Lewis, that he is going to come up from the 60-day IL to instantly become a member of the starting lineup, which is great. Because what Royce Lewis did in his short term ups, up in the bigs last year was beautiful in all honesty, right? So, like, he, he really did have a good time up there. 40 at-bats, five runs, 12 hits, four doubles, two bombs, five ribs. You know, he got um, one walk, five strikeouts, batted 300, and had an OPS of 867. Now, the crazy part about that is, like, when you talk about a bat translating to the bigs, right? Like, that's all you, all you want to see when they get their first, like, 40 at-bats, first 50 at-bats, first 100 bats, right? They're just like, boom, they're doing their thing. They consistently do what they were doing in the minors. And this is an instant translation because what Royce Lewis can do, the only thing he didn't do is go out and steal some bags, right? And that's what Royce Lewis does because in 2019, he had 22 stolen bases. Even in 2022, before he got the call up, he had 12. You know, like, 
he does his thing. He's a three. He, he's about you know um, a two ninety to two eighty. You know, had a season that hit three hundred. You know, batting average, and he does his. He has the power. You know, he can get like twelve to fifteen in the minors and about four hundred eighty three at bats, five hundred. So like he he can somewhat have a nice power to him. He can have probably about like a 20, 30 guy, which would be really nice. And then on top of that, the runs are going to be there. The guy can get on base. Guy gets, guy just does his thing. I'm really excited for Royce Lewis. He's one of my favorite prospects, hands down. I've been following him since, I, I don't even know, Dom, what, 2019? I've been excited about this kid. Yes, sir. Yeah, so like Royce Lewis is actually like, like I don't mean to like hype him up to be the next Babe Ruth or anything of the sort, but... Like, yo, like, I am a big fan of Royce Lewis. I really think that he's going to be an instant translation to the bigs when he finally comes off the 60-day IL off that ACL second one, unfortunately. Otherwise, he probably would have been up about, like, four years ago when he would have, uh, you know, translated then. So Royce Lewis can just really be a huge influx to it. So I would say add him now to your IL if you have the room. Or just wait, because he should be up in what? I think he's eligible the 29th, so... You know, he's somebody you want to consider adding soon, if not now. Yeah, Matt, uh, super excited about Royce Lewis as well. I think he buried the lead, lead, uh, lead a little bit, though. So in five games so far in the minors with Royce Lewis this year, 18 at-bats, six runs, uh, three home runs, seven RBIs, three steals, batting 444. Looks like the kid is, you know, back and ready to go. The Twins have played it smart with him. They haven't really been rushing him too much. They let him uh, heal from his injuries. He's a little bit of a flanges guy, but he's still only 24. So, you know, we'll see where things go. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about Royce Lewis. 33% owned on Yahoo. Shortstop eligible. My only thing is they're going to have to make room for him somewhere. I'm not sure where it's going to be. Maybe they did call up Edward Julian again. And, you know, Julian did struggle in his first stint in the bigs. So maybe they throw Royce Lewis at second if Julian doesn't do his thing. Uh, that's really the only spot because you got Correa at short. You know, the outfield is kind of, you know, stacked with Gallo and uh, Larnich and Michael A. Taylor, who have all been pretty solid. It's just let's see where things go. Royce Lewis, as long as he keeps hitting, they're going to find a spot for him. He's going to find a way. The kid has all, you know, all the talent in the world, as Matt mentioned, a little bit of speed, a little bit of power, decent batting average guy. So Royce Lewis is a very good guy to add right now. And just uh, throw him on your IL if you have the spot. As Matt said, once again, Royce Lewis, shortstop, Minnesota Twins, 33% owned on Yahoo. Let's move on to our next guy, and he's uh, not as big of a name as uh, a Royce Lewis, but it's Jake Berger. And guy, honestly, Jake Berger's just kind of been on uh, on fire lately. Um, man, uh, on the year, uh, Berger's batting 292, 10 bombs, 23 RBIs over his past. Uh, let's go with two weeks because these numbers just are pretty, pretty damn good. You can't can't ignore him anymore. You can't ignore the the Berger. You got to take a bite, right? You got to hop on in there. So three runs, three home runs, nine RBIs, eleven for twenty two. Uh, batting 500 over the past two weeks for Jake Berger, 43% owned on Yahoo. Uh, he's on the Chicago White Sox, third base eligible. Uh, once again, not really a huge name. I've heard Jake Berger's name before a few times in the past, never with somebody that I was really excited about. But, you know, what we normally say here on, um, you know, Locked on Fantasy Baseball, which is a saying that, you know, I did kind of take from the famous, infamous Tristan H. Cockroft from, you know, ESPN, is you juice the orange. You take the guy while he's hot, you throw him in your lineup, and you just get what you can out of him until he's no longer useful, and you say, sayonara. But that's Jake Berger, the 27-year-old third baseman from the Chicago White Sox, 43% owned on Yahoo. You just juice the orange here with Jake Berger. 
Yeah, I mean, Jake Berger, how do I put this? He's like a Big Mac right now, but he's really more of like, you know, a dollar menu burger. So, you know, that's how I look at Berg's here. I, I think that, you know what, like Dom said, you know, you ride the wave and you kind of see what's up. But my man is, you know, playing like a Big Mac. So right now you have two options here. You scoop him up. You kind of have like, you know, a top 80 guy right now because I think that's where he's ranked. Or, you know, you scoop him up, you let him play, and then the second you see him cool off, sell him high while he can Let's move on here because you know he's not my favorite person to talk to talk about. Honestly, let's talk about my my one of my favorite guys coming into the off season, and that's Mister Riley Green. Um, Riley Green is awesome. I'm gonna give you this quick take, real quick. He's been hot as hell, and he's one of those guys I just been like I was high coming into the season. I kind of tapered my expectations and my rankings, but I was somebody that was like, I mean, he was once somebody that I was like actually kind of feeling going into the season. I was figuring like, okay, maybe he's going to have that next step in him. And he has shown it like the last two weeks. He had four runs, a bomb, four ribs, two stolen bases, batting 350. This last week he had the four runs, a bomb, a rib, 471. Like he's having really good stats on the year too because he's got 22 runs, four bombs, 16 ribs, five stolen bases, batting about 289. Like Riley Green, I think he's coming to his own. He had, he started off a little slow, but then, you know, kind of, figuring out and starting to really adjust. I mean, Detroit is utterly uh, putrid for, you know, his counting stats in terms of runs and ribbies, but, you know, so that limits his cap of his ceiling. But at the same time, Riley Green is just performing overall. So I do think you need to scoop him up with only being 62% on a little bit higher than we normally like to talk about. But at the same time, you know, he really should be the, I would say about 80 to 90% owned in my opinion. So definitely scoop him up if he is available in your thing, in your league. But before we move on, Dom has some great people to talk about, some great sponsors. And before that, we have, we're going to tell you who we're going to talk about next. That's Mr. Jorge Soler, Clint Frazier, and Dylan Floro. Now, Dom, take it away. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. Shop eBay Motors today. And as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow when Matt and I tell you who to trade away and who to trade for. But let's hop back into this thing. Let me give my quick take on uh, Riley Green, the 22-year-old from Detroit. The thing is, I think everyone, you know, is uh, in these days is very, very quick to jump in with that prospect fatigue. But let's not forget, Riley Green was the number one prospect in all of baseball at one point, and he's only, once again, like I said, 22 years old. I think this kid is going to be a stellar speed and power combination going forward. I could see in two years or so that he could wind up being, you know, uh, one of the top players in all of baseball. It would not be surprising at all. You know, um, let's talk about some of those minor league numbers he had. In 2021, as a 20-year-old in uh, AA and AAA, Riley Green had 124 games, 
485 at-bats, 95 runs, 25 doubles, 8 triples, 24 home runs, 84 RBIs, 16 steals, and he hit 301. So he potentially could be a five-tool guy. Riley Green was – I even had a little bit of prospect fatigue on him heading into the year. I had him a little bit lower. I think I had him around 40, maybe even 45 in my outfield rankings. But now he's playing like a guy that could be a top 20. Like I said, even you know one of the top best outfielders in all of baseball, Riley Green. I know 62% owned his Maz Matt said a little bit higher than we like to talk about. But with somebody like Riley Green could finish the year as a top 15 outfielder, if he gets to, let's say, 20 home runs, 20 RBIs, uh, the runs look pretty solid. The RBIs might be a little lackluster, but that's not his fault. That's the Detroit Tigers' fault. Batting average is at 289 right now. He could look like a Michael Harris did from last year. Michael Harris, you know, he didn't play the whole season even. So Riley Green here playing the whole year, his numbers could look even better than Michael Harris's did last year. And everyone was all excited about Michael Harris coming into this year. I think Riley Green's going to be even more excitable next year. Hopefully Detroit can put some players around him. But once again, Riley Green, 62% owned on Yahoo, honestly should be 100% owned. Let's move on to the next guy, somebody we've talked about on this podcast a few times, somebody I'm personally like pretty excited about, uh, Torre Soler. Torre Soler, let's even like just talk about what he did today. Torre Soler today, four for five with a home run, three RBIs. He's consistently been batting either fourth or second in that Miami lineup. They really don't have anybody right now because Jazz Chisholm went down, so they're going to need a catalyst, you know, and Torre Soler's putting the team on his back right now. In his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, he has three home runs and uh, seven RBIs in that time with six runs. So the guy's just been absolutely on fire. I know the uh, well, the two thirty batting average isn't even where he's at anymore. Let's see if I could find his batting average after going four for five today. I got a sneaky little trick that includes today's game. That's, yeah, I want to see if I can get it with the four five four for five from today. I, I usually have a sneaky way to do this. Let's see if it works for me. Uh, yeah i know i know no it's probably a little higher than that let's uh let's see jorge soler where is he in this lineup oh lord did i even click the right one all right well he's probably batting a lot hot oh here it is here it is i did click the wrong side 247 so he's up to uh 247 after the four for five from today we all know about that 48 home run home run season from a few years ago and if you don't know now you know uh, I just think Jorge Soler right, is very, very good for power. He's kind of, kind of hoping what we um, were hoping from Kyle Schwarber. I think you're going to get it from Jorge Soler this year. I think it's 30 plus home runs if he stays healthy. A uh, 241 is his Jorge Soler's career batting average, so I think he'll be around there, which is pretty solid. Runs and RBIs might not be great, but if you're lacking power, Jorge Soler is only 41% owned. I think that needs to be closer to like 75, 80% owned with somebody that can be one of the league leaders in home runs. Once again, Jorge Soler. Yeah, no, nah, Soler is a great ad. I would totally take a look at him. If you're struggling in those positions, I would totally take a look. But let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody that I feel is almost fool's gold, but somebody that you have to kind of ride the <laughs> wave with. Um, and that's Mr. Clint F- Frazier. You know, not just being a Yankee fan where, like, I have a sour taste in my mouth about Clint Frazier. Let's just talk about the man himself and his performance right now, right? Because he's performing out of his mind right now on the Chicago White Sox and the minors, right? So this is this season in the minors. He has 108 at-bats. He has 19 runs, 34 hits, 10 doubles, a triple, 8 bombs, 17 ribs, a stolen base, you know, 17 walks to 35 um 
strikeouts, like, you know, it's not horrendous. Batting 315 with an OPS of 1065. Like, those are great numbers, right? If he was somebody that hasn't been in the bigs, I'd be more excited about him. But he's just somebody that's, like, a little streaky. So, like, I want to see how he translates in the bigs, and I want to see how long it's going to take. So here's the thing. When he's hot, he's hot. He could be one of the better players in baseball for a short period of time. But once he cools off, he's going to be, you know, how do I put this? I guess sitting on a block of, you know, dry ice, like it's just going to hurt. So like Clint Frazier should be like your number one, not not your number one ad, but somebody you could add um, to fill in the blanks here on like with an injury or something, waiting for somebody to come back where like, you just got to ride this wave until it kind of flares out. And then the second he dies off, you just drop him like it's hot because you really don't have to care. You know, he's not going to have the long-term value. White Sox are kind of just reaching for for whatever right now until Eloy comes back. And it may only be for the next three days, but it may be three days of complete hotness. And then Eloy comes back by Saturday and boom, Clint Frazier's back down. So, you know, just take a look at Clint Frazier. I think at least he's worth a riding on the wave. Yeah, with uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of hoping they just put Eloy at DH at this point. I know the last injury wasn't really like a you know something that could have been avoided. It was the appendectomy. Yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah, that's not claimed appendix. I mean, uh, a useless yeah, organ yeah, anyway. Yeah. Nothing he could do yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, with the appendectomy, there's not much, not much you can do about that. It's not something that he, you know, he did to himself. But I still think just put him at DH. You know, just put him at DH. Let him do his thing there and work around it. But with, let's go back to Clint Frazier, though. He went one for three today in his first game with the White Sox after they called him up. Uh, he he had some pot prospect pedigree. I just think with the Yankees, it wasn't really the right fit. Clint Frazier's still only 28 years old. He's 1% owned on Yahoo. So it is a deeper league play, I'll be honest with you. Your AL only is your five-man outfielders, your 15-man leagues. Your waiver wire might be looking like doo-doo at this point. You might be looking at the waiver wire, scratching your head, saying, hey, where can I you know, get anything? Matt Reggio off those minor league stats this year with the eight bombs, batting 315 for Clint Frazier. Maybe things that finally clicked. I've heard a lot of players say this before. Playing in New York is on such a big stage, and you know, and like being a you know highly touted prospect like Frazier was, sometimes it's hard to live up to the height under the bright lights of playing in New York. So you know, maybe you know, being 28, you know, he's had, this is pretty much probably one of his last chances to you know latch on here with the team and show what he can do. I, I think Clint Frazier might might be able to put something together. He's 1% owned, got to be at least 20% owned. You know, there's I know there's leagues where your guy last guy on your bench is doing absolutely nothing, probably not playing every day. Uh, like Matt said, when Eloy comes back, maybe he's not playing as much. Maybe he gets sent back down. But let's see. He went one for three in his first game today. I think Clint Frazier just worth a shot to see what happens. But uh, before we move on, Matt, I think uh got somebody to talk about here real quick. Yes, I do. Um. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners. With officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. Collecting, buying, selling, competing with their player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. So Rare recently partnered with MLB stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in So Rare current brand campaigns and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the MLB season. So Rare, um, <laughs> so head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S O R 
A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup, start competing today with win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. So rare is an awesome game. I'm honestly, it's like low key one of my fun, guilty pleasures because I'm not really into the DFS with with baseball. So so rare is like this kind of cool little like game where I can collect my cards, I can put my lineups out, and it's pretty damn cool. I really do like so rare, and you know I would really check it out if I were you. So head to so rare.com slash lockdown. Yep. All right. So. Dom, I think you have a player to talk about if you want to go for it, my friend. Yeah, brother. I'll take it over, and it's uh, Dylan Floro. We always like to try and throw in a closer here for you guys, and we got one today. Dylan Floro is still only 39% owned on Yahoo. He's taken over the closer job in Miami from AJ Puck, who is a flanges guy. He's always hurt. You know, once again, if you're new here and you don't know about the flanges, I mean, you got to get on board already. I mean, if it's your first episode, it cut you a little slack. But we talk about flanges all the time. It's just a little, you know, funny term that Matt came up with that the fans latched on to, and Matt and I love to – uh, throw around just a term for an injury injury pump player which aj puck is but dylan floro is looking pretty good on the year 21 innings uh two wins five saves 20 strikeouts 249 era and a 102 whip and dylan floro has a history of closing and being pretty solid at it i know he's getting a little older at 32 but miami's trusted him with saves before he had 10 saves last year for miami in 2021 he had 15 saves over the last four years the era has looked stellar He's not really a strikeout per inning guy. He's usually right under that. And the whip is usually always pretty solid. Once again, last four years, you know, Floro's kind of become a new type of pitcher, and he's been pretty good. I just think until Puck comes back, and I'll be honest, when Puck comes back, Floro and him might be splitting saves based on matchups because Floro's been so good. And even though Puck was pretty good as well, I think, uh, you know, over there in Miami, they might just play the matchups going forward. So you doing, doing Floro still might be good for you after Puck comes back. Once again, he's 39% owned on Yahoo. Go pick him up if he's out there in your leagues and you need a closer. Yep, definitely scoop him up if you can. You know, extra saves, extra dollars, extra wins. But yeah, buddy. No, you know, trademark of the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. But let's move <laughs> on here. Um, let's talk about somebody that I was super high on going on to the season and he's turned out to be a bust, but it looks like, you know what? He's had a couple been able to string a couple games together. That's Mr. Michael Kopech. Um, you know, his last two starts have been against decent teams against Kansas city, you know, going out eight innings, which is actually really solid. Getting the dub flaring out 10 K's, no earned runs and only a, a 13 whip. Like that's a solid game. And then going out against Houston the week before, you know, going 4.2 innings, getting the 5K, so the Cape for 9 is right there. Only a 3.86 ERA and a 1.5 whip. You know, and then everything else before that, it's a little rough. It's up and down. You know, Michael Kopech is pretty much a bipolar player that just needs a little lithium in terms of getting his, you know, stringing his starts together. I think that Michael Kopech should be a better player than how he's playing, but it is what it is right now. But... His next matchup should be against Cleveland. Cleveland has been so hit or miss that I think he's at least rolling out there. So that should be on Wednesday, the 24th. So I would at least consider adding him today for this week and, you know, seeing what he can produce for you. You know, the high Ks can be there. Well, ERA is about up and down, maybe what can happen. But, I mean, depending on how your week's going, Michael Kopech can be a great add for you, at least in the K department. And the way the White Sox have been playing in terms of batting, yeah, uh, possibly scoop up the 
the win there. Go for it, Dom. Yeah, um, guys, if you guys listen to any of our podcasts this preseason, Matt and I were huge on Kopech coming into the year. He's still only 27 years old, so he, he's got time to figure this out. Kopech was a very highly touted prospect coming in. As Matt mentioned, those last three starts have been stellar for Kopech. It looks like he's figured something out, turned a corner here over his last three starts. Kopech has 18.2 innings, two wins, 17 strikeouts, 289 ERA with a 091 whip. That's more of the Kopech that I know, the Kopech that you know we all want him to be, which he can be. He's showing he's showing those glimpses of what he should be. Uh, last year, Kopech was pretty solid, 3-5-4 ERA, 119 innings, 105 strikeouts. The whip was pretty solid at a 1-1-9. Even the year before Kopech is when you know he was really building up the hype, uh, 350 ERA for Kopech in 2021, 69 innings, 103 strikeouts with a 1-1-2 whip. I still think there's time. I still think there's time that, you know, he's going to turn it around and he can still have a brilliant season. As Matt mentioned, he's got Cleveland up next on the 24th, which I think he's going to go out there and pitch pretty well against them. They really just have Jose Ramirez, not too much else going on over there. Kopech still 23% owned on Yahoo. That's which is, which is way under owned in my opinion. Pitching has been very, very tough to come by this year. So I think you go out there, you add Kopech now and it could be, you know, a long-term thing with Kopech. Let's talk about somebody else that I don't know how much of a long-term thing it's going to be, but they have the talent. It's a big old James Paxton. And, man, am I – colored me impressed with uh, Mr. James Paxton because, you know, the first uh, outing was against St. Louis, who's actually been a lot better of lately. Five innings, nine strikeouts, gave up a couple runs, and had a one whip. Follows it up with another great outing. That's another good team. That San Diego team. Uh, Paxton said, I'm going to keep it rocking. Six innings, got the win. Five Ks, one run, one one seven whip. Uh, the velocity is, you know, at a point where we haven't seen it in a bunch of years from Paxton. I guess since like 2017, he's hitting about 96 again. And that's where he needs to be. If, if Paxton is hitting that, you know, those the high velocity and, you know, the breaking stuff's working for him. Uh, by golly, he could be a top, what, Matt, like 30, 40 pitcher. He's got yeah. the talent to do it. Uh, of course, yeah, across his first two starts, it's a 2-4-5 ERA, 109 whip, 11 innings, 14 Ks, and the Red Sox have nothing to lose. They're going to let him pitch till his arm falls off, which it just might. He goes against the Angels in his next one. If he if he got past Otani and Trout, there's not too much there. They have a couple of guys like Renfro and Urshel is pretty solid, but not too, too much going on in that lineup, uh, especially with Logan Ohapi gone. I think your old Paxton now. Let me see if I could even get who he gets um in the one after that. Let me see. I could pull that up real quick for you guys. Once again, he's still 39% owned. I know that ownership percentage is flying up there for Paxton. So get him while you can. Looks like Cincinnati in Boston. Oh wow. That that's 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 great. I think you gotta add James Paxton. I think he's a must add at this point. So go out there and get you some James Paxton. You can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, no, James Paxton could be like a one of the big bolsters to your rotation coming up. So I would definitely take a look at James Paxton. Let's move on here. Great take, Dom. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Michael Thanks, Lor- Michael Lorenz. Um, I said that right, right? Lorenzen. 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 I should I should shorten it for fun. But um, <laughs> yeah, Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen is kind of like one of these like deeper leagues or like a desperate play coming into next week. You know, he's pitching against Kansas City on the 22nd, which would be today when you're listening to it. Um, when we're recording it, it's the 21st. Um, if you have a same-day ad, he could be somebody that can bolster it. 
Kansas City's been so up and down. Like Bobby Witt isn't really doing his thing. Vinny P's been so up and down. So like we don't really know what kind of outing we're going to get. And Lorenzen has been pitching pretty good. So like if you look at his last couple of outings against Pittsburgh, I mean Pittsburgh's been a hot team. So like you can't really count it out. This is actually a good start, right? You know, he went six innings deep. He got the W. He got seven Ks. He didn't give up a run. He had a 1-170 uh, whip. Like, that's solid. Then went down against Cleveland. And, you know, didn't he only gave, only had an ERA of one two nine. had a .71 whip, gave up three, and only had three Ks in seven innings. Like, Lorenzen could be a nice little start to your week, essentially, by scooping up him with, with Kansas City, going up against Kansas City. And also kind of makes my take a little bit better since I'm more confident in Kopech than I am Lorenzen going up against Cleveland and how he did. I think Kopech can probably have a better take just circling back around. But anyway, Lorenzen could be a decent add this week. And it's more of like a desperate play if you don't have a really good lineup in terms of your rotation for your pitching. Because he's not a long-term add at all, but I think he could have a good start this week. So definitely take a look at Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, Matt, you're, you're pretty much spot on with the Lorenzen analysis. You know, if you played fantasy last year and you were paying attention, Michael Lorenzen, when he was with the Angels, he had a solid stretch, man, where he, you know, was very, very fantasy relevant. But then towards the end of the year, he kind of fell off, really wasn't, you know, who we thought he was. But ac- across his last uh, 13 innings, Lorenzen has a win, 10 strikeouts, 0-6-9 ERA and a 0-9-2 whip. So he's definitely playing above his head. As Matt mentioned, if you have same-day pickups, he's pitching against Kansas City uh, today as you're listening to this. And I think it's a good ad to start off the week. Let me pull up who his next matchup is against. So maybe in the two-start week, you know, you could uh, milk him for all he's worth. Or, you know, as, uh, you know, I would say, you know, juice the orange. He gets the White Sox, and the White Sox really aren't that good either. So that's a pretty good two-start week there for Lorenzen. Definitely a great way to start and end your week with a guy who's been hot and, you know, is playing against bad teams. But let's uh, wrap things up here with our last pitcher and probably my least favorite of the day. It is J.P. Sears of the Oakland Athletics, 5% owned on Yahoo. Wait, did we give Lorenzen's ownership real quick? I don't think we did. I did not. Hold up. Let me just grab that. Yeah, I didn't do it either. Uh, let me pull that back up one second. He is 16% owned for Lorenzen. So even if Lorenzen is gone in your league, you could still get J.P. Sears, who is 5% owned, Oakland Athletics starting pitcher. He's all right. He's been hot of late. You kind of just want to, you know, play the hot hand here with, uh, you know, with J.P. Sears. He gets, I think it's Seattle this week. But you know what? In his last two starts, he went out there and he handled good teams in Houston and Texas. Uh, Both games, he gave up a couple runs. Against Texas, he struck out six and five innings. And against Houston, he struck out seven and six innings. He's well over a K per nine on the year. 48 innings, 51 Ks, a 1-1-5 whip. So the control's been there. But the ERA is still about a five. This is, like I said, more deeper league play, your AL onlys. Uh, you're, you know, 15 mans. JPC is being 5% owned. You could kind of just throw him out there and see what happens. At this point, like I said, you know, pitching has just been hard to come by this year. It's not like last year where there was just an abundance, abundance of starting pitching and we could just keep throwing guys out and hoping for the best. And honestly, I think his, let's see, one, two, three, four. He might get Atlanta after Seattle, so it's another tough team. So maybe you just throw him out there against Seattle and see what happens. Uh, that's J.P. Sears. Once again, Oakland, Oakland Athletics starting pitcher, 5% owned. Um, not high on him, but just throw him out there, see what happens. 
Yeah, you know, like Dom said, desperate play, but J.P. Sears at least has been able to give you the production in the K department. Um, if he does end up pitching against Seattle, it's not like Julio's off to a great start. So I'm not yeah. too I'm not too scared of that lineup at the moment. But hey, maybe he's the fluffer that gets Julio going, so there is that risk. So we shall see what it plays out. But Sears is at least at this point isn't a terrible start against Seattle if you're in a two start week. We're in a weekly league where you can't, you, I mean, a, a weekly league where you can't change your lineup. I would not roll him out there because you're stuck with him for the whole week if he hits the two starts. I don't like the Atlanta matchup. So it just it is what it is. But JP Sears could be in a daily, at least a one day play. So, Dom, with that being said, take it away, sir. Yeah, guys. So that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, comment, uh, rate, and review if you already haven't. Uh, check out our website as well. And just a huge thank you to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow when Matt and I tell you who to trade for and to trade away. But until then, folks, see you.